0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 58 of the Sally Serves It Up podcast. We are here to take things to the next level, to help you become the best version of yourself, to support you in using thought work and emotional management, and to develop a growth mindset to create the life that you want and to help you feel how you want to feel in both mind and body. I hope you've had a good week. It's Monday. I'm feeling a little bit tired this morning, but I am also feeling happy that it's February. And um, I'm just, I am very excited for March. So I'm just going to really try and be in the present moment in February, but I've got lots of fun things in March and you often get those like little sort of doses of spring that just make you go, oh, it's coming. It's going to be glorious and things just feel that bit lighter. So anyway, I ran a poll on Instagram last week, asking if my followers had ever had a family member, or partner, or a friend comment on their weight. I had another option, which was "I'm my own inner, um, I'm my own worst critic," and there, there was some voting for that. It was either that or the majority voted for family member. And the amount of people that voted for family member having commented on their weight actually really astounded me. I even I even messaged Frank. I was like, God, this is just unbelievable how many women have experienced these comments. And it really made me take a step back, to be honest, and think, no wonder, bold, italic, highlight, underline, that so many of us have a complicated relationship with food and with our bodies and with our weight and also with those family members who have made those comments. So I have had a personal experience with this. um, And I've also had personal experience of like a morbid girl when I was about 10 saying really pretty unkind things to me about my weight um, and I had a couple of things when I was at university too. And it was something that was always on my mind from that, from that first girl commenting, it never really leaves you. Um, and I was, it was always in my mind and doubting and assessing and checking as to um, whether my body and whether my weight was, was good enough. So I, I just wanted to say that, um, but I'm going to park the other people saying, and this episode is about family members saying. And without throwing the person who said the comments to me under the bus, because I have literally zero desire to do that, and this whole episode will show you that that is the opposite of what I encourage you to do, I want to explain What happens when someone we love and trust makes these comments to us? And I'm going to share my thought models and what happened to me as um, the best way that I know how to explain what that happens in in that from that cycle. So it starts with the circumstance, um, which is what they said to you. So think it's like the quote of their words. And you will have a thought about that. Or if you've had that thought many times over, it becomes a belief. Like that's when a belief feels like something it's inherent to you, it's just part of you. And I have listed, I have written down some of the thoughts that I had when comments were made to me about what I was eating, how much I was eating, how I was eating, the exercise I was or wasn't doing, the validation when I was dieting or like when I did lose some weight, validation when I did go on the bloody run, you know? So some of the things that I used to think often in relation to these comments, so that's the circumstance, my thoughts about them and some some of these became my inherent, you know, deep rooted beliefs about me. So I don't mean inherent, like I can never get rid of them. It's a genetic predisposition. It's like, it just feels inherent because they feel part of you, but beliefs can change. So some of the things that I thought were, something is wrong with me, that food is bad, I shouldn't have it, I can't be trusted, why can't I get this right? Or if you, you know, it's better to have a statement rather than a question. So I can't get this right. I'm not good enough. I think if you've been a long-time listener, you will know that's a biggie for me. Um, and I think that was a lot to do perhaps with comparison to siblings as well. Um, so it's like, they're not getting the comment, but I am. And so therefore, I'm not good enough. Because if I was then, like, you know, I wouldn't be receiving these comments. And my siblings weren't receiving them. Um, that person doesn't love me. I can't trust myself. My body is up for discussion. My weight is someone else's problem. My weight is is a problem, I have a problem, I am an overeater, this is always going to be hard, Um, they would love me more if I was thinner, I would be good enough if I was thinner, my lovability is dependent um, on my size. And those are just some of them. I mean, you know, they have all, they can all sound very similar, um, but those were at the root of a lot of them. And if our thoughts create our feelings, I would say that the main emotions that come up for me when I am thinking these things are shame, frustration or anger and sadness. And when I am feeling shame, frustration and sadness, when I'm thinking these thoughts, like something is wrong with me, I'm not good enough, my weight is someone else's business, my lovability and how lovable I am is dependent on my size and how small I am. When I am feeling then shame and guilt and sadness and frustration and anger, I ruminate on what's been going on and I give myself a hard time. And I might, from some of those thoughts, start a diet or restrict myself, restrict myself in some way with food. And I might do or like, nothing at all and think it's all pointless because, like, I've tried and I have evidence that it didn't work. Um, So I might just be in inaction. I will look for evidence of how and why I'm not good enough. This was something I did for a long time Um, and go about creating evidence for all of these really like low quality thoughts that I had about myself. I will continue to believe my weight and my body and my actions are someone else's business and are kind of like up for discussion and for judgment that food weight and body that my how I eat and what I weigh and what my body looks like is up for discussion and judgment and like I'll just continue to believe that and and I'll believe that my lovability and my sense of enoughness is directly correlated to my weight and body I will all like most likely because of um what I've been taught from a young age and what most of us have been taught from a very young age, and it's like in society and in conditioning is a most, well, most likely overeat in one way or another because I am feeling such uncomfortable emotions, like shame is a horrendous feeling to feel and anger and sadness and frustration. Um, And when we have those emotions and we have no tools, we are not taught how to process our emotions ever, like then what do you do with them? You eat over them, you drink over them. So you're just reinforcing all of these thoughts to be true with that then um, reactive behavior that you've taken. And it's really sad when I think about it. I do find it sad. And to be honest, I think I'm still unpicking some of some of this today. And it's the work, it's the work that I I do. And it's one of the reasons why I stopped, decided to stop weighing myself because all of these previous like historical numbers have a lot of history for me. And I wanted just to stop equating historical numbers with my present day experience of my body and my self-worth, because it's like they were getting in the way of how much positive, amazing work that I had done on myself. And I thought, really, really, I want to ultimately prove to myself that these numbers mean nothing about my lovability and my enoughness and my worth and my value. And it was one of the ways that I wanted to challenge myself to um, really make that, like tr- like really make that my truth and to feel that like in my bones. So these are just, you know, I'm not, it, what I'm I'm sharing that because it's just like, you don't just reconcile it and then it's done. It's like, it, it takes iterations, it takes time. I would say the main result of these comments and of this thinking cycle and these actions that you take from those emotions is that you essentially prove these thoughts to be true to yourself. The diets don't work because they never will and you support lots of um, thoughts that food is hard, you find it hard, it's good, it's bad, you're bad, you're you're good. Um, You withhold love to yourself because you feel like it's being withheld from you. And if you have not reached a certain number on the scales and if you are not in your mind thin enough, you are placing these conditions on yourself and you're withholding that love that you could be showing yourself. You just aren't believing in your inherent worthiness and enoughness. And you're just always going to be looking at the goddamn number as the decider of your worth and your lovability from the people who are meant to be loving you unconditionally, and that's why I think it gets so complicated and can feel so heavy for so many of us. Because when a family member comments on our weight, often they would say, in hindsight, and I know this to be true for for me because I've had this discussion, um, they would say it was like from a place of love. So it's most often not malicious, like unless you're particularly unlucky. And I know that some of you are, some of the messages I received in my inbox from the Instagram poll, like they're they're just sort of, they were unkind comments not coming from a place of protecting us. And if that's the case for you, I'm just, I'm very sorry. And I love you and I empathize and you're hundred percent lovable and perfect just as you are. And I of course say that to all of you, but for family members in general, from, from parents in particular, they often say that they're making these comments because they're trying to protect us. And so they are trying to, lo- they, they are loving us and they think that they're doing something helpful. There is also this piece of it, which a friend and I were chatting about, that there's an embarrassment around having an overweight child and that you've done something wrong and there's something wrong with them. And sort of on a societal level, it's just not really acceptable. Um, and they want to protect us from, you know, they're doing this because they want to protect us from other people's judgments and potentially other people's comments but you know as my poll said zero percent of you voted for friends commenting so it's it's the the completely insane thing is that it's our family members who are making the judgments and making the comments um the they are doing the very thing that they are trying to protect us from like sit with that for a second um and so they're making their perceived fear true by saying what they're saying. And then when you start to see it like that, you just start to, I mean, I sort of laugh. It's like it's like that episode of Friends when Ross is just saying, it's just silly. <laughs> it's just, it is, it's just so silly. It's insane. So to pause here, I think it would be helpful for you to understand your models around what has been said to you and what like your patterns of behavior were, what you made it mean, what you believed about yourself, what you believed about food, what you believed about your weight, what you believed about your lovability, how that made you feel, the action that those emotions or one emotion drives you to do. Like, did it keep you in the diet hamster wheel? Did it keep you in diet mentality? And what is the result of that? is it still playing in your life today? Is it still playing out somehow? Because I know that the people that often, the people the people that I work with most likely have received comments from their parents um, because it, it's a trend. And then you just have to think, okay, well, what does this trend mean? This trend means that Those sort of comments push us into the diet cycle that we find it so hard to get it out of. And that's why my clients come to me because they're just like, I'm done with this. I wanna feel good in my body. I wanna be consistent with how I eat. I wanna stop overeating. I wanna stop eating in a way that I don't really like. I just want to feel normal about food and just move on. And that's that's the key kind of phrase is moving on. How to move on from these comments. And this is where we can think about unconditional love and treating those family members with unconditional love. And you might say, why do they deserve that? And I would say this is how you'll most likely receive the love back and kind of prove your lovability is not related to anything outside of you. And it's your choice. It always is whether you want to show up into the world with more love or whether you want to show up with more anger because you have to take responsibility for how that anger actually is going to manifest in your actions and the results it will create versus how that love might uh, manifest in your actions and the results that that love will create. Our thoughts create our feelings, drive our actions. Those actions create our experience of our life. It's our responsibility. So it's like, you might say that those, family members don't deserve the unconditional love. But I would, I encourage you just to think about the thought model and how it works, and what emotions you are going to choose to feel in order to drive the action that you want to take to create your experience of your life. If your anger essentially drives you to continue to stay often, what often happens is in the diet cycle is in putting so much of your value on the number on the scales is in thinking food is bad or good or hard and difficult? Like what is the experience you're creating for yourself there versus showing up with unconditional love? So if I decide to approach my family member with unconditional love, which I did decide to do, I feel compassion for them. And I often talk to my clients about when other people are commenting, or even when you are imagining what perceived comments might be, which is often what we sort of drive ourselves insane doing. It's like people aren't even commenting. We're just worrying about what they might say. And and it's all in our imagination. I'm not like gaslighting you. It's just like, it's in our heads. So things haven't actually even been said. I often think about, I often say, imagine holding up um, like a handheld mirror, like a vanity mirror, like a beauty mirror, and just placing, you know, facing it to the person, that has, that comment has everything to do with them and nothing to do with me. Choose to believe that about almost all judgments and comments from other people when I know that I am not in the wrong. I decide deliberately to think that this has nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. I choose to believe that they love me and that those comments were coming from love and if they're making these comments i can choose to ignore them but with unconditional love you could also set a boundary so this isn't just about sort of like lying down on the track and just taking it all it's like if you comment on this again i will respond in this way but when you're setting that boundary with that family member the way that you're speaking the energy the the content of your words will be different if you are approaching it with unconditional love for that other person and for yourself, rather than from anger. We have to, well, we don't have to do anything. We can forgive. We can choose to let go. We can also choose to trust that these experiences genuinely did teach us something. I know that ultimately, for me, it has led me to become more resilient, It has led me to um, live my life with more unconditional kindness for that other person and for myself, which I promise you creates results far exceeding um, like what you even dream dream of, truly. It's helped me to work on my emotional management. So I do not cry at all like I used to. I just used to feel like, Tears was so close to the surface for me and I cried so easily and I just couldn't bloody handle anything. And now I just feel like I can stand on my own two feet and I'm just resilient to it. I don't need to like go next door to cry. It just doesn't happen. So that to me is so freeing and so empowering. And like, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, who knows? This whole situation of this family member commenting on my weight Um, could ultimately be what got me into coaching because it's ultimately what drove me into a massive (laughs) diet cycle. But I am so happy that at one point, you know, at some point, a few years ago, I got to a point where I was like, I'm done with this, I want something else, got into coaching, changed my life, changed how I eat, changed how I treat my body, changed how I think and feel and act about almost everything. And I am so, so happy that happened. And who knows, like you could say, imagine if, they hadn't said that thing in the first place but they have so i can't fight the reality of what i have experienced i can't go back in time even if it's 30 seconds before and make that comment be unsaid it has been said this is my reality so this is what i have to deal with and trying to fight the history of your past is you know we all know is um is is pretty fruitless so In that way, I can kind of see how this has happened for me. And the reason to do that is because it feels so much better than to think that that person's, you know, an awful person. They don't love me. um, None of this happened for me. This happened against me. This has messed me up. um, I can't move past it. Like all of that feels really crap. And I know that basically what it means is I will stay in my own experience of, say, dieting, and um, my weight fluctuating a lot, and just not feel, and not having as good a relationship with the other person as I could. But when you show that person unconditional love, which means you aren't placing conditions on the love that you show for them, and the love that you give to them, and the love that you feel for them, you are setting the standard. And I love that idea of like, I'm setting a high standard even if no one else is. <laughs> and I often like to say, of course they said that. Of course they did that. Like, of course, of course, of course. Makes me immediately feel relaxed rather than trying to fight what has just happened. And it's normally just a whole different generation that has said these things to us. And it's a hangover from, from their past, from their generation, and that's Okay. And I can choose today to not bring that forward with me into my life. And if that's the case, you know, because like if that if that was if that's coming from a generational thing and something that was normalized, it's like I have compassion for it. And society is so conditioned, like even now. And I think it's it's like very (laughs) it's a confusing um, landscape now. But like society is is very, very conditioned to think that smaller is better. And especially our generation coming from like the 90s and the 2000s and the diet, the whole diet um, scene. It's like that smaller is better. And of course, those who really love us want us to be smaller and, therefore, um, like safer and approved and more likely to be like accepted in the pack. I think, I think from their mind, it's almost on a subconscious level, it's like a primal thing. They think that they are protecting us from threat, and if we can just move like the threat of being um, sort of outside of the pack and not accepted and not loved and if we can just kind of accept it for what it is and for, accept it for what it was and and to start to think the opposite of what and to start to think in the opposite way that those family members might we will create space for change it is an opportunity we will get off the diet hamster wheel because we'll stop thinking anything is wrong with us when we do that and we're loving ourselves and our bodies without condition we're more likely to eat in a consistent way, like consistently healthily and consistently sort of, it's it's just not so sort of like um, angsty and fraught, like healthily with a side of sort of deliciousness and whatevs. (laughs) And it's not like a jack in the box trying to be good to get approval. um, And then you're always going to rebel. I think a big part of me has um, the rebel in me. And that's why my diet history has been so fraught. There's a huge side of me, which is just like, uh, sorry, no, fuck this, give me the food, give me the wine, give me the fags, the whole shebang, I'm taking it all. And then I'd get more comments. (laughs) So then I would do a diet, fall off the diet, because of course, it's unsustainable, they do not work. Like I was thinking the other day, when when I first started Weight Watchers, and I remember this person commenting like, oh, wow, look, you're losing weight, how great, keep it up. I was eating stir-fried bean sprouts and like half a pack of tofu cooked in low calorie cooking spray. So like, I mean, how many calories would that be? I was, it's, oh God, it's, it's, it's dreadful. Um, and so you're doing that. And of course the rebel is going to say, uh, Sal, I don't really think this is like a nice way to live. I don't think you're being particularly nice. Why are we restricting this nice body that's doing so much for us? Why are we doing this? And, um, By the way, alcohol and cigarettes, and you know, floury, rich, cheesy, sugary food that tastes really good, and that generally can make you feel a bit of a buzz and stop you feeling so shit about yourself. So, please, can we just say fuck this to all of that and just go out and have fun? Jesus, I mean, that was my entire twenties. That cycle, and 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 the cycle would would sometimes get smaller in terms of um, kind of like intensity, um, but it was always there. Of being good versus being bad, but and using my weight and using wanting to get the approval and lovability from others, like using my weight in order to get the approval, approval, approval and lovability from others. So what I want to offer you today is to forgive those family members, to say, of course they did or said that, like of course they did, of course they said what they said, of course they suggested you go to Weight Watchers. And of course, they suggested you lose weight and that you should go on a run. And to kind of find a way of feeling compassion for them for what they said. And for like reasons that might make you feel some compassion towards them. And then to decide if you want to set a boundary with them. So if they are still saying comments to you today, um, and this is something that you are experiencing in your present life, decide to set a boundary with them From a place of unconditional love. And to say, like, if I love you so much, and if you comment on this again, I am going to leave the room or I am going to do something, like, there needs to be a consequence to the boundary. But you are deciding to treat them with unconditional kindness because you are an example of what's possible. And how badass is that? Like, be an example of what's possible. Don't mirror their behavior. Don't reflect on them and and like judge on them just as they're judging on you. Be bigger, be like rise above it. And when you stop placing conditions on the love that you're giving them, uh, you will start to do that to your body, to yourself. And when you start treating your body with so much love and there isn't the condition of weight placed upon it, the most amazing thing happens because you generally just want to eat pretty healthily. And you stop the binging because you stop restricting because you love your body. And why would you do that to yourself? And your weight most likely, you know, often there are other parts to this, but most likely settles down and everything just clicks more into place. And weirdly, slash, um, how can we be surprised at all? Those comments stop being made <laughs> or um, we get comments and support and you just sort of, Forget that um, you just need to just think in those moments, of course they've commented, of course they're validating me, of course they I like they are giving me approval, but nothing outside of me makes me any more lovable or enough or worthy or deserving than I already am. So <laughs> you will then most likely find your natural weight and your natural weight might be a bit more than what they might think is right for you, but who knows what's right for you? No one knows what's right for you other than you, and you're an adult now, and you get to do whatever the hell you want, and you can slowly reconcile that these comments can exist, and you get to decide what you make them mean in order to drive the responsive action that you want to be taking to create the outcomes you want. So this is where I encourage you, it's like the outcomes we want are not to weigh a certain number on the scales. The outcomes we want are just to love how we eat and drink and feel in our body. There is a balance and it takes time and it's a process of self-discovery, but you will find it. And when you find it, you're just like, I'm eating and drinking how I love. I feel good in my body, I feel good in my genes. And these comments are like not a factor in how I am acting or behaving. So if you can't change what they say, because we can't, we can't control people, we are not puppeteers, decide what, what you would like the ideal outcome to be when someone has said something. What actions would create that outcome? How would you need to feel and what would you need to think about what they've said to make that your reality? Choose to show up in the world with the compassion and love that sets an example and you will always be rewarded. I This energy comes back to us always. It's like a boomerang, a promise. And if you need to set a boundary, set a boundary. But setting a boundary from unconditional love and imagine holding up that mirror and knowing that whatever they say has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with them. Of course they said that. Can they say that? And can you choose not to make it mean something shit about you in order to take back your power? Because this is ultimately what it's all about, taking back your power. That you don't want someone, you don't want what someone said historically to mean that you don't feel how you wanna feel in your body today, to mean that you don't act how you want to act towards yourself, that you don't have a relationship with food and with eating and with alcohol and with yourself that you actually want to have and would like to have. You can have whatever relationship you want when you choose to kind of process these things rather than hold so much anger towards them. When these things happen to us when we're younger, We often don't have the coping strategies we need to be able to process them. And so, and we're often like in shock, like, did that just happen? And you don't know how to respond. But you can take back your power today and just focus on what you want to do today. That's what I help my clients with. We're focusing on day by day, just trying to become the eaters and drinkers that we want to be to use food and alcohol as a vessel as an opportunity to show ourselves that we can absolutely treat ourselves with love and that nothing outside of us makes us any more worthy or good you know just like eating a certain way doesn't just mean we are good and weighing a certain number doesn't just mean we are better and um and more lovable It just doesn't, that's what I help my clients with. And when when you really focus on that and you change your self-concept to to match that, you will start to most likely end that binging, that restricting, that overeating, that overhunger, that overdesire, and you find your natural weight. The relationship you want with your body is, is yours. Like you get to take it back today and you get to decide what you need to believe about it in order to drive the quality action that you want to be taking. So like thoughts that I practice in relation to this experience are, my weight or how small I am, or how big I am, means nothing about how lovable or good enough I am. My body is not up for discussion. That's a boundary that thankfully I haven't had to articulate since doing this work, but I would, I absolutely would say, my body is not up for discussion. If it is discussed or commented on again, this is the boundary that I am placing. This is the consequence to those comments. And I love you so much, don't worry. That, you know, it's all coming from unconditional love. I am whole and lovable just as I am. Food is easy. My my body is glorious. I take extraordinary care of myself. I love myself without condition. I do not place conditions on how kind I am to myself. I treat my body with unconditional love every day. And this is the icing on the cake. I am responsible for my actions. When we truly understand that we are responsible for our actions and that what someone else has said or done doesn't mean that we just do something, which means that we have this experience of our lives. What we choose to make it mean makes us feel a certain way, drives our actions. If we want to change our experience of our life, we have to change the way that we think about it. And we have to take full responsibility for our actions. And so if you feel like you are eating and drinking in a way that um, makes you feel like your actions are, are not in your control, that they are because someone has said something, you are missing the opportunity of your life, truly. Because It's our thoughts that are driving those actions, and we can start to believe different things about them. And when you can start to show up for these comments that, of course, in an ideal world, wish they weren't said, but they have been said. We're not fighting history. If you can choose to show up with unconditional kindness and to be an example of what's possible, you might just start to change what that other person does and how they perceive things. But we are not in the market of controlling what other people say or do. not say or do. A boundary can be set, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, as well as paired with showing up to them with unconditional love and kindness and knowing that when we do that, we will most likely drive much higher quality actions, much higher quality responses in ourselves that will create outcomes that we generally are much more in favor of than um, when we are angry and placing all of our blame onto that other person. It's a hard one. It's tricky. I'm not saying it's easy. And I get why um, we sometimes just wanna scream and shout about it and why we wanna push those people away. This is though where we get to decide, like what are the relationships we want? How do we wanna show up in our lives? What is the thread that underpins you know, our whole way that we move through the world. I love moving through the world with this unconditional love, with this unconditional kindness. It doesn't mean that you allow crappy behavior. That's what boundaries are there for. But it means that you are taking responsibility for things and you and you start to receive it back. And that's where it just feels really magical. So I'm not saying that your family member commenting on you can feel magical. That's not the point. I'm saying that choosing to process it, understand what it will create for you when you, with all of those um unintentional thoughts that you're that you're having about it, all of the things that I listed at the beginning that you're making it mean, understand what that created for you and how that is now meant that you've got actions that have become habits and behaviors that you don't like. And if you want to take back your power, you need to process what understand that. You are fully responsible for that. We can't change history. We can only change how we respond to it, how we think about it. And by taking full responsibility for our actions and for the thoughts that we have in our head. So it's a process. It takes time. As I said, I'm still doing the work. I'm still, I wouldn't necessarily say undoing, I would just say I'm unpicking some of what these habits um, and thought, like, what some of these things have meant for me. And I'm deconditioning from some of the things that I may have been taught. And that's okay. Of course, I am like, I'm, I'm here for it. Because ultimately, I know that when I do the work, I feel better, full stop. So I'm just in the market. Of wanting to feel better and as feeling as good as I can, and also just bloody growing and evolving and moving past things and not feeling powerless and not feeling like a victim to a load of BS. I know that these comments were there. We're coming from love, we're coming from that person's conditioning, we're coming from um their primal fears to to feel to protect me to make me feel like i was part of the pack and that's okay and i get to decide what i make it mean now i get to decide how i react to that person i get to decide what i believe about myself today in order to drive the quality action that i want and to stop thinking that my weight has is is like any symbol of how worthy and enough and gorgeous and great i am so there you have it. If you are interested in working through these things with a coach like me, please visit SallyWebstercoaching.com. I think this is some of the best work that we can do. And as I said, like I couldn't believe the amount of people who voted for um having had family members comment. So I just also wanted to reassure you all that like you're not alone and that even um, you know, there's all sorts of body types who have received these comments. So it's just the way the cookie crumbles, people. Um, Anyway, I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you choose unconditional love. I hope you consider that concept for a bit. Um, Choose kindness for yourself today. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.